0: There might be a few more in here, if you know. OK. Well, welcome. Welcome to the Pen Club. Uh, my name is Bob Rosenthal. I'm with the uh, Committee for International Poetry. And uh, the Committee for International Poetry and the Pen Club are uh, jointly sponsoring this, uh, this evening's poetry reading. And um, I'd like to just very briefly say something about the uh, Committee for International Poetry. It's an organization of poets who uh, has been in existence since 1982. We've uh, sponsored uh, uh, international poetry readings uh, and festivals, nine festivals in half as many years. And this year we're, we're uh, engaged in compiling a... Um, a radio magazine of of international poetry in a bilingual format uh, that's going to be nationally uh, um, distributed. And uh, we have several other small readings. So I invite you to take a brochure to sign up on our mailing list. And also, it's really a great pleasure Tonight to introduce uh, Alan Ginsberg, who's going to introduce the poets for you, and um, he's the PEN representative. So, known in USA and Poland, Alan Ginsberg.
1: Well, it's good to be back. Good to be back in Central Europe with this company, um, and particularly uh, happy to be introducing poets whose uh, interests and backgrounds are, as far as I'm concerned, the the major 20th century poetic interests, that is to say Apollinaire and the modern movement, open form, verse, and international style which has developed all over the world, which begins really somewhat with futurism, dadaism, surrealism, and an opening up of modernism Uh, the, uh, Polish, uh, poets of the early part of the century were particularly international, and American poetry has slowly begun to catch up with that sophistication. American poetry is also very slowly beginning to catch up with the sophistications of political disillusionment and realization of our own nation as a uh, not a major world power, but one dependent on the uh, cultures and armies and minds of uh, uh, other nations. So the Polish experience of uh, occupation and resistance and uh, triumph over those material conditions with some kind of spiritual um Expansion, expansiveness, having to relate to disillusionment, having to relate to being conquered, either internally or externally, is an experience that America is slowly beginning to realize for itself. So it's particularly useful for us now to have an exchange of consciousness with Polish poets who have been on the forefront of literary modernism as well as up in the front ranks of physical and social uh, suffering and activity, both poets tonight, um, Artur Miedziewski and Julia Hartwig, fought in the war. Wha- uh, Julia Hartwig with the Polish Home Army, and uh, uh, her husband with the army, the Polish Army in North Africa. They were members and officers of the Polish Writers' Union. Uh, 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 Arthur himself is still vice president of Polish PEN, which is now dissolved by the government, or uh, blocked by the government. Uh, Both have worked as as well as the uh, uh, social Uh, Labor, war, uh, engagement in the difficulties of being citizens in a war world have also worked with that opening of imagination and autonomy that we experienced in America in the 60s as it was experienced all over the world and which Poland led the way in re-experiencing with with its autonomous citizen the uh, community of solidarity so it's particularly interesting for me to hear them and to hear what has developed in their imaginations and in the literary forms that they've evolved so I'm very happy as a vice president of american pen and as one of the directors of the committee on international poetry to introduce them to you though so you may know them much better than i do the American uh, poets who will be working with them, Rochelle Kraut will be reading Julia Hartwig's poetry in English, and uh, um, who will be reading the, uh, oh Simon Pettit will be reading uh, Arthur Medierdzewski's poetry in English. So I turn the evening over to the poets. Thank you. The uh, procedure, should be each poet reading about a half an hour of their work. And then we'll have a little break. And then if there is any conversation useful, we can have questions and answers.
2: Jesteśmy dla Ciebie rezerwatem historii, Europo. Z naszymi staroświeckimi ideałami, z naszym odkurzonym skarbczykiem, z pieśniami, które śpiewamy. Wszystko, co mamy najlepszego, oddajemy na pożarcie smokowi gwałtu i przemocy. Młodych chłopców, piękne dziewczęta, najlepsze umysły, najbardziej obiecujące talenty, daninę kwiatów, krzyży, słów. Lekkomyślni dziedzice powagi, niewyświęceni krzewiciele nadziei, spadkobiercy ojczystej retoryki, w której mieścimy się jak ulał, choć wczoraj jeszcze wydawała się nam jakby przyciasna.
3: In your eyes. In your eyes, Europe, we are history's reservation with our dated ideals, with our dusted off treasure box, with the songs we sing. We give up our best for the dragon of force and violence to devour, the young boys, the beautiful girls, the best minds, the most auspicious talents, the tribute of flowers, crosses, words, we, the reckless heirs of earnestness, the unordained heralds of hope, inheritors of a native rhetoric which fits us like a glove, even though yesterday it still seemed rather tight.
2: <coughs> the second poem entitled "Atak." Ale. Ty również nadajesz się na męczennika z tym swoim słabym zdrowiem, z zadyszką, z delikatnymi przyzwyczajeniami i upodobaniem do codziennej gorącej kąpieli. Ależ tak, nie jest nigdzie powiedziane, że zawsze będziesz chodził zamyślony z tym swoim łagodnym uśmiechem, że któregoś dnia nie rozrzucą Twoich książek but of
3: course but of course you too would make a good martyr with that poor health of yours with your shortness of breath with your fussy habits and your penchant for a hot bath every day but of course no one said anywhere that you'll always keep on walking deep in thought with that gentle smile of yours that one day they won't throw your books about, that blood won't trickle from your beaten face. Nad nami.
2: Chłopcy kopiący na rozległym placu pod obeliskiem. I apokaliptyczne niebo zachodu w tle. Skąd w tym widoku taka nagła groza? Jakby ktoś chciał to wszystko obrócić w czerwony pył. I słońce to już wie? I niebo to już wie? I woda w rzece? Z głośników bucha muzyka jak dziki śmiech. Tylko nad nami w górze gwiazda na ustach, stoi zamyślona.
3: Above us, boys kicking a ball on a vast square beneath an obelisk and the apocalyptic sky at sunset to the rear. Why the sudden menace in this view, as if someone wished to turn it all to red dust? The sun already knows, and the sky knows it too, and the water in the river knows. Music bursts from the loudspeakers like wild laughter. Only a star high above us stands lost in thought with a finger to its lips.
2: Co mogą sobie powiedzieć przesłuchujący i przesłuchiwany? Gdzie jest wspólny język, którym mogliby się porozumieć? Jest on za górami i nie ma takiego szaleńca, który chciałby się udać na jego poszukiwanie. Nóż wchodzi w ciało zwierzęcia bez przyzwolenia i uprzednich pytań. Jabłko nie nawiąże dialogu z porzuconą w trawie kulą karabinu. Język kłamcy obraca się jak nadgniłe muińskie koło i woda nie chce współśpiewać z jego skrzypieniem. Pragnienie swobody jest jak skowronek lecący prosto w góra, w twarz Boga i słońca, z nieopuszczającą go wiarą, że zobaczy ją kiedyś wreszcie. Mały skowronek, Leci szybciej niż kamień wyrzucony przez tępego złoczyńcę. O dialog buta i przygniecionej rośliny. Dialog bladego nadzorcy więziennego i bledszej jeszcze młodej twarzy. Dialog przemocy i męczeństwa, okrucieństwa i cierpienia, męczennika i kata, nim przetnie go kto, co, kiedy.
3: What can they? What can the interrogator and the interrogated tell each other? What is the common language in which they could talk? That language is mountains away, and there is no fool who would set out in search of it. The knife enters the animal's flesh without consent or prior inquiries. The apple won't strike up a chat with the rifle bullet cast off in the grass. The liar's tongue turns round like a rotten mill wheel, and the water won't sing in chorus with its creak. Longing for freedom is like a lark flying straight up towards the face of God and the sun, with a firm belief that the face will finally be seen. The little lark flies faster than the stone thrown by a foolish bully. Oh, the dialogue of the shoe and the crushed weed. The dialogue of the pale warden And the young face paler still The dialogue of force and martyrdom Cruelty and pain The martyr and the torturer Before it's cut short By whom, by what, when
2: (coughs) Pod koniec Pod koniec mało cię obchodzi Czy jesteś wciąż sobą Wszystko, co w Tobie zamieszkało, ma prawo bytowania. Odzywasz się cudzymi głosami, śnisz z nami innych ludzi. Mogą Cię nakarmić kaszą albo łzami. Nic Ci się już nie należy i na wszystko po trosze zasłużyłeś. Winy Twoje są niezliczone i przepełnia Cię miłość życia. Jesteś człowiekiem doświadczonym, ale wciąż nie opuściła Cię ciekawość. Do bólu chłoniesz zapadanie zmroku na rzece, szarą grawiurę miasta w deszczu i odsłonięte nagle niebo uwielbione girlandą obłoków. Nigdy nie czułeś takiego uspokojenia, choć niczego nie udało ci się dopowiedzieć do końca i to, co zrobiłeś, dalekie jest od doskonałości. Jedyna sztuka, której się uczysz, to sztuka pożegnania, Dlaczego jednak miałbyś odchodzić bez żalu? Żal jest jedyną zapłatą za to, co
3: otrzymałeś. Towards the end. Towards the end, you don't really care if you're still yourself. Everything that has lived in you has the right to exist. You speak with others' voices. You dream other people's dreams. They can feed you with porridge or tears. No one owes you anything anymore, and you've earned a little of it all. Your sins are countless, and your love for life overflows you. You're a man of the world, but your curiosity isn't yet gone. You take in the twilight on the river till it hurts. You take in the gray engraving of the city in the rain, and the suddenly uncovered sky adored by a garland of clouds. You've never felt such comfort, even though you've never gotten anything said to the end. And all the things you've done are far from perfect. The only art you're learning is the art of saying goodbye. Yet why are you supposed to leave without regret? Regret is the only form of payment for what you have received. And the last poem, przed świtem.
2: Dla kogo tak się trudzą? Do czego nawołują tak uparcie, wciąż i wciąż powtarzając tę samą melodię, ten sam skromny motyw wyśpiewywany z królewskim zapałem? Co na tym asfaltowym przedmieściu wprawia cię może w taką radość, w takie rozmodlenie, kiedy jeszcze ciemno, i ani jedna jaśniejsza smuga na niebie nie zdradza nadejścia świtu. Ach, one wiedzą, że gdzieś daleko, ale przecież nie tak daleko, by tego nie przeczuwały, są rozłożyste drzewa wiązów i gęstwina lekkiej zieleni pełna ruchu i bratnich świergotów, że są ogrody, które stojąc na palcach wypatrują korowodu wiosny, Czują przyspieszony oddech bzów i dziecinny płacz hiacyntów pod oknami. O ptaki, radosne i zawodzące. Dlaczego zbudziłyście mnie wśród nadziei, a teraz słucham was z rozpaczą i nie umiem odpowiedzieć na wasz śpiew, tylko nasłuchuję, leżąc w ciemności nieporuszona.
3: Before Dawn, who do they work so hard for? What do they call to so stubbornly, repeating the same tune time and again, the same humble motif sung with royal verve? What in this asphalt suburb could give them such joy, such ecstasy of prayer while it's still dark, with not a single bright streak in the sky to announce the dawn's arrival? Ah, they know that somewhere far away, but not so far away that they can't feel it. There are spreading elms and a grove of airy green full of motion and brotherly twitters. They know there are gardens standing on tiptoe on the lookout for the spring's procession. They sense the hurried breath of lilacs and beneath the windows the hyacinth's childish cries. Oh joyful, crooning birds, why did you wake me in the mists of hope, only to make me listen with despair? I don't know how to respond to your song. I can only strain my ears while I lie still in the dark.
1: Jeffsky's work will be read in English by Simon Pettit.
4: Uh, These translations, uh, as well as the the translations uh, read. of poems by Julia Hartwig were uh, the work of Stanisław Barańczak. And as a matter of fact, uh, we follow his choice. Uh, This is uh, the choice of Stanisław Barańczak, and we simply follow the translated uh, Polish poems, starting with Polish texts, of course. Uh, The first uh, of uh, the poems I would like to read to you Jest in Polish 297702. Realistyczne sny, od których wieję grozą. Mam zadzwonić pod numer 297702. Dzwonię bez skutku z niewiadomo jakich miast. Mam poprosić śliczną SM. Przyjaźniliśmy się przed dziesiątkami lat, ale ona nie żyje albo nie pamięta. Budki telefoniczne są ciemne i pełne kurzu. Tarcze aparatów obluzowane albo nie działają. Siedzimy z Julią przy biało nakrytym stole. To rodzice naszych szkolnych kolegów wydali przyjęcie, na którym nie poznajemy nikogo. Jest nam ciężko i smutno i budzę się. To noc w Normandii 7 na 8 marca zapalam lampę, zapisuję numer telefonu. Holowniki nawołują in the mgle.
5: 297702. Realistic dreams with a whiff of terror. I've gotta call a number 297702. I call with no luck from God knows what cities. I want to talk to the beautiful S.M. We were friends ages ago. But she's either dead or she's forgotten. The phone booths are dark and dusty. The dials are falling off or don't work. We're sitting with Julia at a table covered in white. It's a party thrown by our classmates' parents. We don't know anyone there. We feel depressed and sad, and I wake up. It's the night from March 7th to the 8th in Normandy. I turn on the lamp. I write down the phone number. Tugboats call each other in the fog.
4: The next poem uh, is entitled they, Oni. and it was written in, uh, in 1944, uh, uh, in 1984. Nie myśl, że to twój charakter im się nie podoba, twoja słabość albo świetne usposobienie, że nie podoba im się twój krytyczny umysł albo twoja wiara zaciekła, albo wyżynny lot niesfornej twojej duszy, albo miłosne twoje zniewolenie. Pora byś wiedział, że nie podobasz im się cały, taki jaki jesteś i cokolwiek byś robił i mówił i nie ja. Będę Ci opowiadał, jaka to czarna nienawiść jadowita i kim są zabójcy Boga i trzebiciele ludów.
5: They don't think it's your character they don't like, your weakness, your terrific disposition. Don't think that they don't like your critical mind or your unwavering faith or the sky-high flight of your unruly soul or that you're enslaved by love it's time you knew that they don't like all of you. They don't like you as you are and, and, you, and whatever you say or do. And it's not my place to tell you what a black and poisonous hatred this is and who the killers of God are and the destroyers of peoples. The
4: next poem is entitled The War of Nerves, Voina uh, Nervov," and it was written in uh, the period 1981-1982. Uh, it belongs to the booklet uh, entitled Wojna Nerwów. Wojna nerwów to zjawisko naturalne. Pies prowadzi ją z kotem, niedźwiedź z osą. Strzygoń z weśniczym, psotnik z księgarzem, skunks i wo- wąż boa z królikiem. Łagodna perswazja niewiele tu działa. Szkoda marzyć o pozwalającej wytknąć w bo i na jakie wytchnienie mógłby liczyć górski orzeł ostrzeliwany z helikoptera. A jednak słowik śpiewa mimo niebezpieczeństw. Orzeł w locie króluje na wiosennym niebie. Śmiga jaskółka i jeżyk trzepocze skrzydłami. Pstrydzięcioł perkusista nie porzuca porannych partytur. W wojnie nerwów wygrywa mniej zdenerwowany. Ten, co unika zbędnych dysput i dobrze wie, że skunks nie wyzbędzie się natury skunksa i że zachowywać trzeba równowagę ducha.
5: The war of nerves. The war of nerves is a natural phenomena. Dogs wage it with cats, bears with wasps, the pine moth with the forester, the rascal with the bookseller the skunk and the boar with the rabbit. Gentle persuasion won't help much here. There's no use dreaming of taking some time off, since what kind of break would the mountain eagle get while he's being shot at from a copter? But the nightingale still sings in spite of danger. The soaring eagle holds sway in the spring sky. The swallow flits by, the swift flutters its wings. The woodpecker, gaudy drama won't give up its morning scores. The less nervous one wins in the war of nerves, the one who shuns unnecessary disputes and knows well that the skunk won't shake off its skunky nature, and that you've got to keep your mental balance.
4: (coughs) Uh, From the same same period, uh, a poem, o czym wie politolog. O czym wie politolog? Politolog wie o wiodącym trendzie. Zna aktualne układy. Dzieje doktryn. O czym nie wie politolog? Politolog nie wie o desperacji. Nie zna gry polegającej na porzuceniu gry. Nie przychodzi mu na myśl, że nieodwracalne przemiany objawiają się nie wiadomo kiedy, jakby kra pękła nagle i że do naturalnych bogactw Należy świadomość czcigodnych praw, zdolność podziwiania i poczucie humoru. What
5: does the political scientist know? What does the political scientist know? The political scientist knows the latest trends, the current states of affairs, the histories of doctrines. What does the political scientist not know? The political scientist doesn't know about desperation. He doesn't know the game that consists of renouncing the game. It doesn't occur to him that no one knows when irrevocable changes may occur, like an ice floe's sudden cracks, and that natural resources include the knowledge of the venerated laws, ability to wonder, and sense of humor.
4: Next poem, czy potrafisz wyobrazić sobie nieobecność. Czy potrafisz wyobrazić sobie nieobecność. Nie jako przeciwieństwo czegoś, co jest i oddycha lukę powszechnej obecności rzeczy. Hasło apelujące do pośrednictwa symbolu, wykrętu dialektyki. Ale jako niekończ- nieskończoną przejrzystość Gdzie nie zawiązują się obrazy, bezbarwną monochromią niewidzialną, nieobecność, to, czego nie ma, nie ma nigdzie.
5: Can you imagine? Can you imagine absence? Can you imagine absence? Not as the opposite of something that is and breathes, or a gap in the universal presence of things, or a catchword that calls for symbols meditation or for dialectic quibbles, but as infinite transparency where no images take root, a colorless, invisible, monochrome, absence, something that's not there, that's not there anywhere.
4: The next poem was uh Published first in 1979 and it's called uh, Złoty Wiek. I co z tego, że na królewskim dworze panoszą się błazny i gnomy. Calabacillas zwany idiotą Skoria, fanfaron Barberus, Pablo de Valladolid stuknięty deklamator. Złoty Wiek to Złoty Wiek. Faworyci Filipa IV. Nie mają tu nic do rzeczy liczą się gryzi piórki spoza pałacu Gongora Calderon Lope de Vega Tirso de Molina i wszystko jedno w końcu kogo tak cudownie maluje Velázquez wielkiego księcia na koniu czy błazna podczo z psem
5: The Golden Age So what if clowns and gnomes run the show at the royal court Calabicaras called the idiot from Coria. Barbarossa, the coxcomb. Pablo de Valaduad, the nitwit reciter. The golden age is the golden age. Philip IV's favorites have nothing to do with it. Only the scribblers from outside the palace walls count. Gongora, Calderon, Lope de Vega, Tirso de Molina. And who cares, after all, whom Velasquez paints so beautifully, the grand old Duke on horseback, or the jester Hudson with his dog. Uh,
4: the next poem is uh, from the 70s and it's called Podiaskino. Uh, and uh, in this audience, I shouldn't uh, uh, mention that it is an ironical poem, but I do, uh, it is uh, an ironical poem. Z każdym można do porozumienia, nawet strogloditom. Trzeba tylko umiejętnie postępować, zachować cierpliwość. Dać mu jagnie, stado wołów, parę owiec, ledwo ryknie dość przyczyny. Domyślić się po geście i spojrzeniu. Kiedy oko nabiega mu krwią, jest wściekły. Przywołać żołnierzy, żeby zabrali co przynieśli. Kiedy bije się w piersi, jest zadowolony. Zamówić jeszcze raz to samo. Pije cukrzoną wodę, alkohol nie wydaje się wskazany. Należy go zrozumieć, to wszystko, nie wtrącać się do jego gustów, nie żądać niepodobieństwa, jest okrutny w świetle naszych pojęć, ale powoduje się własną logiką, to inna konfiguracja, innej kultury, trzeba mu dać odczuć, że umiemy ją uszanować, okazać uprzejmość i sympatię, nie prowokować.
5: At the cave. You can come to terms with anyone, even a troglodyte. You only have to keep your head to be patient. To offer him a lamb, a herd of oxen, a few sheep, to figure out his reasons right after he yells, to guess them from his gestures and his glance. When his eyes get bloodshot, then he's mad. Call the soldiers and make them take back what they brought. When he thumps his chest, then he's happy. Order the same thing once again. He drinks sugar water. Alcohol apparently isn't advisable. You have to understand him, that's all. Don't meddle with his tastes. Demand the impossible. He's cruel by our standards, but he's got his own logic. This is a different configuration from a different culture. We must make him feel that we can respect it, show kindness and sympathy, not provoke him.
4: Los kancelista zasłania się nowym regulaminem. Los kancelista zasłania się nowym regulaminem. Był zrządzeniem żywiołów. Jest zarządzeniem władz. Trudno uwierzyć, że był kiedyś osobisty jak dusza. Znał po imieniu tych nieszczęsnych królów z pętlą na karku. Zbiurokratyzował się i odrętwiał. To księgowy wielkich liczb. Podawnemu wycina las albo naród, ale na chybił trafił i ratuj się kto może. Fate the
5: clerk, lays down a new set of bylaws. Fate the clerk, lays down a new set of bylaws. It used to be the elements decree, now it's a decree of the authorities. Hard to believe that back then it was personal, like a soul, on a first-name basis, with those wretched kings in their nooses. It's gotten red-tapey and torpid. It's a bookkeeper for great numbers. It still cuts down a forest or a nation like before, but now it's hit or miss, and get out if you can.
4: Thank you. And these are uh, two last poems. The first one is a 3 lines poem, Pozwól mówić. Pozwól mówić drzewu które rozrosło się w tobie, wysłuchaj cierpliwie lamentu jego liści, pozwól mówić w w jego koronie.
5: Let it talk. Let the tree talk, which has, give, which has grown big in you. Lend a patient ear to the lament of its leaves. Let the birds talk among its boughs.
4: last poem, racja bytu. Wieczny spór racji bytu i racji przemocy osiąga wyjątkowe natężenie, kiedy osobista albo zbiorowa próżność prowadzi do wojennej katastrofy, albo kiedy tyrania sprawuje swoje kapturowe rządy, naruszając samą naturę człowieczeństwa i uświęcające je prawo. Widać wtedy jasno, że racja przemocy, czymkolwiek by ją uzasadniać, jest zawsze wynaturzeniem życia w samej jego społecznej istocie, jaką stanowi niekończąca się gra pomiędzy nabytą kulturą i poczuciem własnej niepowtarzalności, swobodnym odruchem i nieurojoną powinnością wobec siebie i innych. Przypatrując się nieprawościom i krzywdom. Nikt nie umiałby powiedzieć, czy ludzka racja bytu musi zawsze ulegać gwałtowi, choćby na pewien czas, ale tak to jest i nie wynika z samych tylko takich czy innych doraźnych okoliczności, ale z czarnego tchnienia przeciwnego ducha, skrążącego zła.
5: The reason of existence. The eternal quarrel between the reason of existence and the reason of brute force reaches exceptional intensity whenever individual or collective self-conceit leads to the catastrophe of war, or when tyranny wields its arbitrary power, transgressing humanity's true nature and the law that sanctifies it. In such cases, it's clear that the reason of brute force, however it's explained, is always a corruption of life, in its very social essence, which is the endless play between acquired culture and one's sense of personal uniqueness, between free impulse and an unimagined obligation to oneself and others. In examining injustices and wrongs, no one can possibly say if the human reason for existence must always give way to violence, at least for some part of the time. But that's the way it is. And it's not just the result of this or that set of shifting circumstances. It comes from the black breath of the contrary spirit, from evil hovering.
1: As you've heard, both poets have dealt very directly with the problem of uh, having to confront uh, the large giant and uh, appease the giant or or relate uh, to the violence uh, capable of on the part of the giant. Uh, I wonder if there is, to begin the conversation, I wonder if there is any um, understanding that you've gained in your experience in Poland through this last two decades, uh, that you think Americans don't American writers and intelligentsia don't understand and should should understand and pick up on, if that's not too large a question. You know, where do you think the American uh, the American poets are naive? No, I I, uh, I really don't think so. It's uh, it would I don't know, Julia. Can
4: I have you? Okay. Uh, no, I I I am supposed to speak. I I think that it would be a very extravagant and arrogant thing to say yes, and uh, but I. I am not answering this because of uh, uh, kind of uh, uh, courtoisie. Uh, I think that, o- of course, we have uh, very different experiences. Uh, perhaps, luckily for you, and uh, 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 and uh, mm, uh, however, I d- I I think you uh, the experience is. Uh, is unique i think i really believe the, the, the experience of the he- second half of 20th century because you are, uh, you, are uh, you, you are you 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 mentioned all in uh, the t- last two decades these are our universal experiences i s- we were ma- you, you mentioned for instance 1968 so it's a very interesting fact and i i i i have no answer but uh, uh, the, the, I think that in the states in France in Poland in Czechoslovakia the world after 1968 was not the same, and this was the same generation in action everywhere, independently of the vision. So this is one example of uh, that that we cannot uh, answer in very simplistic way. That uh, you know, from time to time, the, this experience stick together in very. Uh, very uh, uh, special and very uh, difficult uh, uh, way, very difficult to explain uh, shortly, but it was so. After all, the youth subculture existing until 1968, this was a so-called youth subculture, became a leading school of taste. And uh, uh, after two years, even political image of Europe, for instance, was different, perhaps here also. Uh, the goal uh, reside in 1970, just one year after. In Poland, Gomulka, after the events of 1970, and so on. Uh, of course, uh, I don't know how you would explain this, uh, you, you, you translate this into American life. I am speaking about culture and literary life. I think that the the the, the, uh, the change was tremendous. Moreover, in the late 60s, uh, such American uh, phenomena in American literature, like, uh, uh, for instance, the, the first uh, book of Salinger's novels, the first book of uh, of uh, Truman Capote novels, the voices, yes, uh, yes, other uh, and, yes, and was. A, and uh, this François Sagans first book, uh, yeah, yeah. in Poland Marek Waszkos uh, short stories. All this I am speaking about my perspective. All this practically, uh, this d- uh, uh, form this sa- very similar world of ideas. Of course, this was a world singing uh, the songs of the Beatles. I mean, yes, this was this period. Uh, but this was this this uh, nostalgical now period of our uh, yes I, I would say so I know for instance uh, with Julia we knew the, uh, the Beatles songs because this was all the time played uh, in our daughter's rooms so this was in the same place so um, and this experience was not unique and I think that, uh, and moreover, the, uh, the Spring of Prague was, I think, we, this was our experience, we were very close. We had March in Poland. But I think this was very popular uh, in America, very well known. So I think that everybody who wants to be informed is. And everybody who wants to be, uh, uh, to, wants to participate is. And I, I think that, uh, I, I did mention for the also the, 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 the poems of big generation of yours, but this was also the beginning of this because you are here, so I, w- I was, uh, I, I, I didn't want to, to tell but this was the also the, the question of big generation. The after all, we saw in big generation a kind of continuation of the, I don't know whether we would agree, of the line of Walt Whitman and uh, for uh, in in Poland the line of romanticist poetry was very much uh, alive very much respected so this was a kind of common of common of, of, of common interest in in this kind of tradition because this was a kind of tradition a choice so of course the difference were enormous i mean in political life but this is obvious uh, this is the so called Great prose of the newspapers, however, in culture and, 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 and literary life, I wouldn't say that uh, that this, this is so 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 different I wouldn't say our conditions of life are very different, but uh, our concerns uh, no, we are both vice president of the same. <laughs> <organization>. <laughs> Uh, this was, in a way, a kind of pen speech, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> Other hands here? Does anyone wish to ask questions? You've got a great opportunity now. Yes, sir. Uh, could, we, could we announce our names as we uh, speak? And perhaps stand up so we can be heard clearly by everybody.
4: that either director or indirectly are against, uh, are somewhat disrespected of the government position. So, um, you know, it's a... Uh, uh, I think that I have... We had the same position before writing this poems, probably, so it doesn't change, uh, you know, the fact of publishing. I think that uh, we feel uh, rather uh, uh, very much uh, uh, and very, deep, uh, very deeply, uh, uh, no concern, but even even uh, uh, con- connected with with uh, uh, our other with our readers and with also with other write, Polish writers who, of course, uh, write differently. However, in the basic human questions, we are together. So this is it's not the question of our uh, play with government because it's a minor question. This is a minor political question. The the, the major question is uh, your moral status, is your attitude, and you cannot care about this. Of course, you, you, you are going to be Cherished after, so it's, it's obvious. But I would, I I, 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 but I don't think it's 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 so important. It is in a way. However, very early you say you may always you you did also probably a kind of choice. You say a big yes or a big no, and it is not. And, and and you simply make your life, uh, telling your your uh, your uh, opinions, your your feel, expressing your feeling in a way you 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 find the uh, honest. That's all, that's all. That's all. I I don't know because you know the government changes. Uh, we are of course weak because we have no power. But however, literature and art are uh, are not so weak because we. We, 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 are longer, you know, we are longer, we are longer. The, the government changes, they go, they come and go, and the literature stay, you know. So we have the, 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 the feeling of this durability of, of, of the letters. We are not weaker, no. so that's all.
1: Perhaps you could rise and
4: because uh, Poland was 200 years under Russians uh, it means it it was as you know the part I'm sorry to remind you but this was a, a partition of Poland so the whole 19th century they didn't uh, go out they were they, they stayed there and we have this independence period after uh, 1918 so uh, so I, I i i i understand that this was not uh, precise enough. You, you, I would, I would, I feel that you wanted to ask uh, uh, what was uh, wha- what kind of writing uh, existed in, for instance, independent Poland before, for instance, Second World War. Yes, so something like this. Yes, ah, I see. So, because this is the sense I think of your question. Yes, if I am, yes. Mm-hmm. So perhaps Julia will tell you.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: so one can say really that the uh, the literature, Polish literature, in, in between the wars, I mean, uh, after the First World War and before and before the Second World War, um, had some um, uh, enthusiastic accent on it. I mean, um, they uh, they were still the, uh, of, I mean, uh, writers of, of very big, we we just uh, of very big, uh, uh, I mean, very eminent writers. We had uh, Jeromsky, we had Raymond who was Nobel Prize in the, in the time. Uh, um, yes, and, uh, uh, The first generation of poets, it was um, the group named Skamander. And this group uh, was uh, the group of young, very talented people, uh, like uh, Słonimski, Wierzyński, Iwaszkiewicz. And um, and they wrote some poetry which was very independent of, uh, of 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 of, of politics. So it was something like uh, like enthusiasm of of, of 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 living in a free country, living independently and living uh, uh, one's uh, own life. So uh, I I can't go uh, in, no, but but from this time was Gombrowicz, for instance, who uh, became a big a great writer only being um, in, in the, you know out out of Poland. Uh, during the occupation, mm.
4: that, uh, we had the we version. had we, we had very
2: we had many uh, movements uh, of formal uh, formal movements. I mean, uh, was uh, first vanguard and second vanguard. This was very formalistic poetry also, because the people had um, enough time. To think about uh, more, more about about form, uh, but for itself, you know. So it was Primoš in the first vanguard, and the second vanguard was Miurš, who became uh, a very big writer uh, after the war, but but he was very well known before. So what could you say more?
4: I would say that the, the, the because in general. I would, I would add to, to Julia's information that the, the treat of Polish poetry, for instance, the general one, it was the historicity. The, the, the kind of very, mm, very mm, uh, close connection with history, with uh, historical tradition and with the history in, 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 in which w- the new one newest one. Uh, for instance, the same poets Julia was speaking about them uh, from Skamander group, they, they, the, po- the country became independent so they wanted to be as the other poets in other countries without obligation to, um, to, to, to replace parliament, to replace newspaper, and so on. Because if you don't have, and they didn't have in 19th century under uh, Tsarist Russian occupation, the free newspapers and so on and so on, and the free theater. So the poems and the theater became a place of national discussion, and uh, and these poems were the happy one, the happy generation, which tried to be one of them. Uh, tried to be norm- a normal poet, and one of them, Lechon, a tragic uh, poet who uh, committed suicide in New York in 1956. And um, uh, All information you can have additional in the excellent Czesław Miłosz, the history of literature, of Polish literature published in this country. However, Lechon wrote a wiosną niechaj wiosnę nie polską that is, uh, and during the spring, I would like to see really and not Poland you know mm, this was uh, a very uh, expressive mm, sentence of Lekhoj but it, it didn't work so because in the thread in the 30s the same poets the same happy poets uh, they had to confront the tension of time there, there were Nazis uh, in Germany on our western borders on our eastern borders, Stalin's trial started in the 1930s. The tension in, in Europe was big. And the same poets, the happy poets, became once again a kind of romantic, but starting one of the uh, uh, first lady of our, of our Polish poetry before the war, Jaroszowska uh, Pawlikowska, the very delicate poetess of love you can, uh, this, is, this was very private poetry, so private as Emily Dickinson is, for instance, here, mm, in, in American poetry. She became suddenly oh, an author of a poem about the uh, national uh, flag. It was uh, something new. Uh, about No, anthem is uh, flag, yes, Antem is him. And so on. Słonimski, Tuwim, Wierzyński, Lechon I mentioned him they went uh, in exile and this the, you know so uh, during the second world war and this is example of one generation and the other ones you know you know perhaps Miłosz, who this was a kind of he was he is the quintessence of the uh, polish vanguard movements of the 30s and of, uh, so this is the f- one of the flowers of our literature. Another, you, you know Gombrowicz, who is representative of the, I would say, if it exists, of the Polish school of prose. Uh, so you know these two names represents more or less uh, the, 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 the sublimation of the of the school Julia was speaking about, so this in two words. It's impossible to say more. I don't know whether... I w- we never had a Renaissance. We had, we we had, a renaissance. We had a renaissance, but we had a Renaissance in fifteenth and sixteenth century. <laughs> <laughs> um, our our Renaissance poet was Jan Kochanowski. Perhaps until now, obviously the first, uh, the 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 greatest Slavic poet uh, poet until nineteenth century, and our great. But our Renaissance was in this. Rare, um, the right time, but you, you mean the uh, other one? No, we had, uh, we still had. Uh, well, I, 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 I think uh, that uh, in 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 the history of Polish letters, we had rather a kind of continuity, except uh, after Second World War, everything changed. After Second World War. They were Polish, they were Polish Brigade in Spain, yes. Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. Has there been any uh, discussion or thought in Poland this month about the events in Hungary 30 years ago, the official press on the Poland? I, did, I didn't Has there
4: been it.
1: any discussion in Poland about the you know, events of Hungary 50 to
4: 600? No, very much so, because, uh, you know, the movements were parallel. We had the, at the same time, the, at the same events, uh, uh, so of course this was very much, you know, we have, a very, I would say, metaphysical even uh, connection with Hungarians, which uh, are much, much more close that it would, be, it would result with, uh, from historical tradition, we simply like each other very much. Of course, politically and uh, from every uh, so so, the events in Hungary were practically Polish events. Of course. You know, I think that the depression was, I agree with you, mm, this uh, was, uh, so the depression was very profound, very profound. And we had uh, simply, some of our friends uh, simply didn't, didn't stand, could, they couldn't stand it. You know, uh, there were, there were months, we, 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 we were in the cemetery twice a week to to to, yeah. And uh, I think uh, uh, that uh, there were the, now uh, Alan, so Paul, and now so he was he was the last. I I think that there are always some hopes. Uh, the people try are trying to do something, uh, and. Uh, and the amnesty, after all, the, some people were freed. So I think it, 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 this atmosphere became better. Yes. Anyway, I, I, I am uh, modestly, I am very, as to my optimism, it, it is very modest optimism. However, uh, however I think that the, the climate, climate changed. I hope so. I was not in Poland during the amnesty, but my friend told us, Julia, that uh, after all, mm, these people were not in in jail. And uh, for the moment, they are not, uh, the the political prisoners were freed. So anyway, it's a good news. As to the future, I really, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know. But uh, your your impression was, uh, correct. Your impression was correct. I am afraid so. Alan uh, was uh, saw these uh, younger people trying to make the theatres and uh, trying to, uh, after all, to, to 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 do something. So, but his is the the, the I had an interesting experience,
1: which was uh, I was. It was suggested to me before I go not to get on television, not to go on the radio and not to cooperate with the official media. And so when I went there I was immediately put in the hands of younger friends who, had, who in the daytime worked in publishing companies and at night worked in Somersdat or who were working with theaters that were financially independent of the government or on a margin that were able to do what they want without too much censorship. And I found a livelier livelier and much more um, radiant intellectual life uh, there than I do find in America because people are clearer about the role of the government. They know the government, the state, is is a drag. Here uh, up to maybe last week with the Iranian crisis, everybody was still sucked in by Reagan and thought that the government was official. Uh, Everybody here still believed in the government, whereas there the disillusionment was so complete that everybody's on their own making their own culture. So it was an alternative culture, and it it reminded me a great deal of the alternative culture we had here in America in the 60s, and the key word was autonomy.
2: I'm not so used, you know, to the pub, 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 public uh, I'm speaking, but I will try to, s- to say. it. So, as you know, the uh, Writers' Union uh, was dissolved uh, after, the after the military oh. and uh, uh, martial law. And, uh, <clears throat> and uh, uh, the, the there is a new, new union of writers. Uh, to which do, don't I mean uh, some of writers belong, but uh, the old guard doesn't belong to it. It's uh, a little like in Czechoslovakia was. Uh, so it's about one third of the writers belong to the new Union of Writers. Uh, it. Uh, it is uh, it is a pity because the uh, old union uh, has a, had a very big tradition in Poland. It's a, it's a pity that that we we just lost the writers' union uh, uh, because it has a very big. Uh, I mean, uh, the voice of writers in Poland was also considered as very important, and all the opinions. Coming from the uh, from the writers uh, of, uh, who who were are estimated was in, of a big value for uh, for a society. <coughs> As for the pen club, Arthur will be much much much, much knows it much much better because he's uh, was vice president of the pen, pen club.
4: Yes, formally I still am, but uh, the situation. Uh, I would like to tell you. Uh, how is the, what is the situation? Of course, Karen Kennelly knows about it very well, and uh, uh, Alan Ginsberg, of course, uh, uh, knows the situation very well, and some other uh, uh, member of American pens, PEN, of course. And uh, I have to say that uh, American PEN was very helpful many times uh, in the, in the difficult situations, and uh, the difficult uh, situation, um, we were. Uh, under Mar- uh, uh, P- Polish PEN um, was firstly um, the, the board of Polish. Formally, you have to know that uh, that uh, formally Polish PEN does exist. It was not dissolved. The board was dissolved. The board. It means that for international PEN and for our members of PEN, it, it, is, it, it means that Polish PEN doesn't exist anymore. So we hope that uh, uh, one day perhaps the board uh, will be reactivated because this is the only condition and a very necessary one to, uh, to, to make uh, the assembly, to convoke the assembly, to make the new elections uh, in democratic way because the board was the only, wo- the, the board was elected, of course, democratically and it represents, from point of view of chart, of the International Chart of Pen, the only body uh, w- which is able to convoke the assembly there were some commissars nominated to, to, to direct uh, in the meantime Polish PEN. It's impossible, so we, of course, we didn't agree for this, and, uh, and international PEN uh, didn't agree for this solution. I would like to underline, to, to, uh, to emphasize that, and, uh, that this is a very dangerous precedent. And uh, this is one of the reasons uh, international pen, also as Polish pen, are very firm in this. Because you know, ex- except uh, some countries, uh, like at, uh, uh, in Eust- Eastern Europe and in the States, uh, pen club, uh, uh, very uh, act in the, in the in the countries, which uh, don't like especially pen clubs, uh, and the freedom of speech, and so on and so on. This, it, it concerns uh, the African centers, and in general, the centers in the third world. And of course, uh, under this precedent, uh, for instance, Nadine Goldiner would be kicked out from the uh, South American Center and replaced by two commissars of, uh, from Johannesburg. You know, because this is the kind of precedence international pen cannot admit that's why we hope that uh, in uh, that in a very pragmatic way perhaps they will uh, one day uh, some conversation started about it but our the, the compromise cannot concern the the, the the board and the elections uh, of course this uh, this uh, a board, uh, and from formal point of view, should be a board during the next two years. But, the comprom- but this board agreed to make at once the, the, general election, the, the General Assembly and the elections, the new elections. So this w- is a kind of compromise which could take place, but not more. So let's hope that one day it happened. but it will happen but it didn't happen until now. Of course, uh, if it happens, we'll be there to discuss it at once and we'll be glad to reactivate Polish pen. Uh, Polish Pen Club, as uh, Karen and Aaron and you know, is one of the oldest centers. It was uh, founded just by Stefan Jeromski, 60 years ago, uh, one year after English uh, Pen Center and in the same year as the French uh, pen pen club was. uh, So we are the old boys of this international uh, center. So this is the question of the pen club. Uh, We have uh, about uh, uh, 250 members, but this is intellectual elite of our country, not only writers, uh, but also some uh, not only fiction writers or poets, but also historians like Professor Geremek, uh, Professor Geistor are members of uh, who was pres- uh, president of Academy of Science who is also were also and are also members of Polish PEN. No, this is only to to Professor Streicher and so on. So um, this is the question, or rather, of a as to the Writers Union. Julia told you. There was uh, 1,800, yes, uh, members of, of uh, Writers' Union in Poland. In the new one, they have something like 600, but uh, the, the 200 are new ones. So this is practically, this is also a solution that doesn't work. Let's hope that there'll be another which uh, will be work. Well, but for the moment, this is the situation. As to youngest mm-hmm. poets, I don't see the differences in moral attitudes. Uh, I feel uh, very much, uh, I don't feel this, in this kind, in this, in this domain, uh, the so-called gap of generation doesn't exist. I don't see, I don't, I don't see it. Uh, I think that the same moral choice was, da- was made, by the youngest, uh, the next generation. You, you you mentioned the generation of 1968. You know, the, uh, I think that uh, the generation 1968 uh, is a kind of, uh, it ma- was much more heterogeneous from this point of view than the, the newest one. The new poets, like uh, this was first Baranczak and Krynitsky, and And the youngest, like uh, my, like uh, Polkowski. No, these, these are from. These are um, poet models from this point of view. Baran Chakrinitski and Zagajewski, who lives now in Paris, and who you know him perhaps, represent absolutely the same. I am not speaking about the literary quality of the. Well, for instance, Klinitsky and Zagrebski are excellent poets, but I'm speaking only about um, the, the, your question that is, their the moral attitude. No, there's no difference in this. No, I think so. No. No. We might have one
6: more.
1: In fact, other Eastern countries, the Catholic Church has a much larger role with the intellectuals, what is the, what's the question on it. What is what's
4: the,
1: on the writing? What is the influence of the Catholic Church on the writing itself? You know, it's,
4: it is the, uh, I asked you, I know she wants me to answer, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, no. No, no, this I would like to. I, I would like to, to be all the time here. But the influence is very difficult to say. I would. Uh, it's it's a very. This is. Uh, it's. Uh, it is very difficult to say because uh, the influence. Uh, you know, they are simply uh, poets uh, who are. Uh, th- this is a very private questions indeed. A very private question, indeed, because you know the, the role of Polish Church is uh, very great in, 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 in Poland, and uh, we also have so-called uh, um, the, the weeks of, of culture uh, under the auspices of the Church. But this is open for everybody, for the believers and non-believers. And in Warsaw, uh, because the, this, the late Cardinal Wyszyński decided to open the churches. For the all fa- spiritual families of, pol- of national culture, including the non-believers and all kind of poets, and especially those one who were under ban. So, um, of course, uh, uh, but the church at the same time uh, tries uh, not to influence directly because this is it, it would be it, it, it this, this question. It's not, uh, you know, it's, it's too much, um, it, it doesn't go this way. Because uh, if you are invited, it doesn't mean that you have to uh, be a participant, uh, or, or no, it's your choice. So it's a private question. But the role is very big one. I mentioned the weeks of, uh, of, of, of culture under the auspices of Catholic Church, which are, which are uh, very important. There are uh, clubs of Catholic intelligentsia in Warsaw and in Krakow, very active. The young poets like Mayl, uh, uh, for instance, in Krakow and uh, others um, uh, are uh, very active in this and they make a lot of things. Moreover, we have uh, very important Catholic newspapers, literary ones and cultural ones. For instance, Tegodnik Powszechny in Krakow, which is very important which is open, not after Second Council, uh, Vatican Council II, but much more before. It was always so. Uh, for instance, uh, the calumnies of Tygodnik Powszechny in Kraków uh, during the last year of his life was Antoni Swanimski, who was the liberal uh, spokesman of uh, Polish intelligentsia, of Warsaw intelligentsia, and so on. Uh, we have uh, uh, the monthly znak in Kraków, więzi in Warsaw, Excellent uh, literary review published in Poznań by the Dominicans, entitled uh, "Vdrosa" and so on. So, as you know, the, the I would say uh, the, the uh, publications and the are, are numerous, but it doesn't mean an uh, influence on literature because this is another question. I, the, the, uh, not, I cannot answer this because you have to ask. And every and private, uh, every, all right. I, I, yes. Thank you.
1: Before we conclude,
4: uh, former pre- one
1: former president of uh, American PEN, Jerry Kuzinski, is here. I wonder, as a former president of PEN and a Polish-speaking writer, do you have any questions or comments?
6: Thank you very much. Um, I'm very moved. I I felt that there were two of me sitting tonight here. My Polish part listening in Polish and my American part, the 30-year-old American part listening in English. Um, I really think that there's no way to reconcile poetry in different languages. Poetry exists the way one's <coughs> deepest thinking does, the way, one's, the way one's reflex does. I listen to the Polish poetry, poetry in Polish. And I I recall that both Valerie and and Henry James claimed that poetry must be spoken. It should never be really read. The reason it has to be spoken is that one then feels the inner rhythm of it, which somehow disappears on the the printed page. In translation, what happened to me, and that since this is, to a degree, a bilingual audience, potentially, it might be of interest, what happened to me was that My Polish part responded to the poetry emotionally. I was very moved, which is not a state I normally find myself that that readily. And my American part listened to the translation, not to the poetry. In my American self, I was a censor, censoring the translation. My Polish part responded emotionally. I was very moved. And in fact, for a brief moment, I had a sense of regret. What would have happened had I remain in Poland. Um, another dream was, would it be nice if half of Polish pen could speak English and half of American pen <laughs> speak Polish? My presidency would have been so much easier in the past. Um, and these are basically the the reflections a bilingual pen member would have. For instance, I, I'm much more interested in to what degree you would feel that poetry actually can be translated. In other words, Would poetry spoken to a Polish audience, entirely Polish audience in New York, not an American Polish audience, but entirely Polish audience, would such poetry evoke or elicit the same responses the English translation did? Is it possible that the American translation was more more detached and therefore read more as a message rather than as a poetry? To me, there was no message in it. It was just feeling. It was a very gut feeling. I was moved. In translation, I tended to, to look for a notion. Poetry is not about notions. Poetry is about emotional reaction. In Poland, particularly. And that, that may be another remark which I, I would allow myself to make, that Pasternak, Boris Pasternak said that a, a good poet cannot be a bad man. It's probably true for a woman as well, a good poet. <laughs> one might as well correct it um, in, po- in Poland this answers to a degree one of one of your questions if I may usurp the right of a Polish Polish writer for a minute there's a continuation, you ask about the renaissance in, in Poland, there's a, there's a steady renaissance in Poland um, I don't know much about Poland, I left Poland 30 years ago, but even this, this poetry, that's Polish renaissance it's not Kochanowski and it's not the old Polish renaissance, but given, given the condition of Poland, the constant freeing of the spirit, suppressed from the left, suppressed from the right, suppressed from the large countries on both sides, Part, a spirit <coughs> partitioned so often, the political spirit partitioned so often, the emotional spirit stays intact. This is the strength of the Polish spiritual being, that in fact it is reluctant to acknowledge that there ever was a partition. I don't think there was a partition. A spirit cannot be partitioned. The country can. This can happen to any country. Ask the Mexicans. They, they feel they, are, they have been partitioned to a degree. Um, Carlos Fuentes considered Mexico a Latin American Poland. There's something to it, but the Mexican spirit doesn't feel that way. That way. And neither does Polish spirit. And so uh, as, a, as a partitioned pole, as a pole partitioned between two different cultures, I don't see any break. In, 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 in Polish spirit that's the spirit that has been guiding Poland and, and keeping us those partitioned poles very much alive and that's the spirit that I heard here in Polish and in English I, had a, I heard an echo of it but that's the way it ought to be translation of a poetry is always an echo not the original sound
1: Well, as a, a uh, member of the board of trustees of the Committee on International Poetry, I'd like to thank Penn Club for hosting, the, all of us, and particularly Karen Kennerly and the Penn staff for getting everything arranged. And as vice president of Penn, I'd like to thank the Committee on International Poetry for having the initiative to get the evening together. And most of all, thank the poets for being present. <laughs>
5: there be a reception now if people want to stay with wine and, and uh, bread and cheese.